The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, hoping to be in the winner's enclosure and being able to afford a Rolls Royce after his sojourn in Cheltenham is off the balls. John Duggan. John, good morning. Pat, how are you? I'm very well. How are things looking in Cheltenham as we head for the off? Thankfully, Pat, dry and sunny because the last few days have been like a 1980s Irish winter. Uh, storms, rain in March and softening the ground here. But thankfully, the sun has come out. We're all set. Over 60,000 people here today. When you think about it, if you go to Leopardstown at Christmas, right? Yep. Always a great day out. Maybe about fifteen to 20,000. Multiply that by four. That's Cheltenham. So the, the atmosphere, I mean, I, I don't know where you are at the minute, but I can hear the buzz in the background. Yeah, there's a brass band playing in front of me there. You know, they're not playing for me, but yeah, that's the kind of gig that's going on around here all week. You've got your people buying their tweed, buying their Peaky Blinders caps, buying their trilbies, and yeah, lots of bands playing. I think about it is they're playing all day. They don't stop. It's like one of these American football bands. So that's what Cheltenham's <laughs> all about. It's all about entertainment as well as information. Yeah. And yeah, we got 28 races. We got four days. We got great storylines. For example, today, Honeysuckle. Last race ever. Yes, nine years of age. Rachel Blackmore in the saddle. It won't be. uh, There'll be a lot of emotion if if they win um, at ten past four. Mm. It's not even the big race of the day. Yeah, but it's the race that many people will be turning on their tellies specifically to see the the romance of of the honeysuckle tale. Uh, By the way, John, how many of them are aficionados like yourself who actually uh, know? their horse flesh, their bloodstock, and how many of them are just punters for a, a day out? I'd say a bit of mixture. Um, maybe, I'd say probably a third might be the aficionado types, but like, when you get to Gold Cup Day, there were 280,000 people here last year. There was 70, nearly 74,000 at the Gold Cup. There was so many people here that they actually have to cap the attendances as 68,500 a day. So you have a lot of people come down from London. You have a lot of expats here, uh, Irish people living in the UK. Obviously, maybe ten to 15,000 would travel over every year. So you have a mixture of people who love the festival, who love a big sporting occasion, uh, with the, also the types that are form study students and mm. take their bets six months out and they're coming here with their hopes and dreams and they've read all the form and got all worked out and then it all goes wrong for them in the first race but sometimes um, you can maybe look too much into this and maybe sometimes the people who just go for the bit of crack yeah. the people who are a bit more relaxed about it and have a bit more of a better day. Now there are people who just like to gamble and I don't mean the compulsive gamblers, I mean people who are professional gamblers and who'll also be in the smoky rooms or maybe smoke less these days rooms late at night in the hotels playing cards Yeah and that's part of it. <laughs> it <it's laughs> Will that, that be you, John? Do you, are you a, a card sharp as well as a, a punter? I, I, I was a blackjack player in my previous life, and I would never recommend anybody playing blackjack. <laughs> so um, I don't know how to play poker. That's probably a good thing, Pat, to be honest. Um, I think you shouldn't do things you don't know about. Uh, stay away from the casinos and uh, stick to the horses. So, look, um, the only reason I'd be... A smoke-filled room, even though I don't smoke, person is because, you know, I think I've done a lot of work into the form study. And there's no easy way of getting out of this. There's no cheat. You have to put in the work if you're going to look at study form and trying to find a winner. Uh, So um, there are people who do that, but 
you know, the bookmakers aren't rich for, for nothing. Yeah, you never see a bookmaker on a bicycle, is what I always say. Unless, of course, he's a green bookmaker, in which case you might just see that. Now, the the, the, the question of uh, the Irish and Cheltenham, and it's always uh, portrayed as a battle between uh, English National Hunt Racing and Irish National Hunt Racing. We have a much smaller population, although, you know, our racing industry would not be proportionately uh, smaller in the ratio of our populations. But what is it about Irish National Hunt that makes it so competitive? I think it's desire, to be honest. And remember, the first ever Seagull Chase was in 1752 from Buttevant to Dunarail. So it's in our blood, I think, more so than the English patch. I think football is very much in their blood. And if you look at the Gary Lineker controversy, it's, there's been a complete meltdown over here about that. Cricket's in their blood. Racing, they enjoy, but I think... You know, back to the 80s, 1989, there was no Irish winners to Cheltenham, but most Irish horses back then were being sold to the UK. And now um, you have enough rich owners that you can afford to keep them here in Ireland, mm-hmm. obviously in the UK at the moment. But now you have actually the opposite situation where William Mullins is attracting all these owners from England and from France and all these places because he is the best trainer. Um, we do have the best jockeys. We've always had the best jockeys. And now we're not selling our horses anymore. So it means that this is almost becoming like punches Town away. For the last seven years, six years of them have been dominated by Irish winners and only one tie. There hasn't been more UK winners since 2015. Last year of the 28 races was 18 Irish winners, the year before 23. And it expects something similar this year, Pat, 15 to 20. So, look, it couldn't be better for Irish racing. But British jumps racing is going through a bit of a crisis, maybe an existential crisis, because there's a lot of defensiveness when it comes to animal rights and the whip and all these things. And... um, they're fighting a bit, yeah. and maybe they shouldn't be fighting. Maybe they should be backing themselves a bit yeah. more. Now, now, John, you mentioned the whip, uh, and I, I saw a piece of the weekend about uh, the, they are going to count the number of times a jockey uses the whip with a limit of uh, 11, and they mustn't have the whip uh, over shoulder height at any point. I mean, that's kind of difficult. I mean, trying to win a race o- over uh, jumps of any kind is difficult enough. Keeping an eye on what's around you, what's going on around you, without having to count the number of times you give your horse a tap once again i feel that this is a bit of a reactionary thing and a bit of fear about the backlash if you know horses flog too much but i've i've actually had the whip um used on me pat on my hand and uh oh you went to the christian brothers as well did you (laughs) Uh, yeah 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 well a bit later on in, in life and uh that wasn't the case then in terms of um punishment but no but i've actually had the whip and it, like it's like all the whip is 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 just a, a reminder psychologically for a horse it doesn't hurt and yeah. uh, the way with all the foam around it and everything like that so um it's more it looks worse than it is if that makes any sense um, but there there are rules about it i think what will happen out of this is um you know jockeys could get banned for future meetings and that kind of thing and they'll have to review it but a jockey's not going to stop um, using the whip if he's like at the last fence in Cheltenham and, and trying to win a race for the first yeah. time in his life because this is the Olympics for the jockeys and for the trainers and I think the rules must sometimes go out the window in that regard yeah. Now finally John um, it's a seven race card uh, I won't hold you to any of these uh, uh, potential tips okay. but uh, would you like to mark my card for me? Yes, marking your card and Pat I know you're a great singer and I know you like an old tune so there's a horse at the last race called Manella Crooner. Manella Crooner Manella in the 5.30. It's a long-distance chase. And this horse is about 7 to 1. And he's my each-way bet of the day. Manella Crooner. 
at uh, seven to one in that race for Gor- trainer Gordon Elliott and jockey Barry O'Neill. I think Marie's Rock could beat Honeysuckle in the Mare's Hurdle. Marie's Rock, who won the race last year, that's a ten past four. I've also gone for an each way horse called Saint Roi, to use my French um, Saint King. Uh, that's in the 210, the Arkle Chase. I don't recommend any bet on the champion hurdle. I think it's a race to watch. Constitution Hill hopefully win it with the Irish horse stays man against him. And then don't recommend a bet in the opening race as well because I think it's a wide open affair. I like a horse called Monbeg Genius each way in the 250. But he's been backed heavily this morning. But the one I like, though, for a euro each way, if you're going to have a small responsible flutter, is Manella Crooner in the last in, in each the way, last. Pat. Seven oh. to one. Seven to one. Great stuff, John. So we'll be looking at what car you park in the car park on your return, whether it's a, a Rolls Royce. Well, Pat, <laughs> Bowtail. You, you should know by now that I can't drive. I'm not a conventional person. So you will be, if you can afford that car, you will be driven, John. <laughs> <laughs> John Duggan in Cheltenham from Off the Ball. Thank you very much for joining us. And always remember to gamble responsibly. I mean, a flutter for the Grand National flutter on Cheltenham is A-OK, but don't get carried away. That's uh, the message from all of us. Uh, Jess Kelly next with some interesting news for Elon Musk and also will answer your tech questions. You can get them to us by texting 53106 at a cost of 30 cent or you can WhatsApp us at 087 106. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.